My next guest is a six-time Pro Bowler, a Kansas City Chiefs legend, as well as a musician and a producer. I want to welcome on Mr. Tamba Holly. Tamba, how's the offseason going for you? It's going well for me. I've been off for about five years now, so <laughs> it's all good for me. Do you, are you still kind of plugged into the Chiefs a little bit, kind of keeping up with them, or not too much? Yeah, I, I am. Uh, they they recently just made me an ambassador, a chief. Oh, chief cool! Ambassador. So I'm working with uh, that organization. It's a nonprofit organization. We raise money. Um, it's about eighty to maybe a hundred guys. We raise money and then um, help the community uh, in in different charities around the community. So it's it's a kind of good gig that that they got going on. Our big thing coming up. It's like a gala. It's like oh, cool. Uh, you get to hang out with some Chiefs uh, legends. You know, we're talking about Dave Lindstrom, Sean Barber, um, you know, the X Factor. You got some cool guys. Um, you, you get to hang out with those guys and uh, play golf with them. You know, depending on what kind of sponsor uh, you, you are. But we got a gala golf tournament and throughout the year we raise money. So it's a, it's a cool gig to That's be awesome. part of. Is Mark Collins involved in that? I had him on, and I think he said something about that. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. Oh, cool. That's awesome. So I want to get your thoughts on, obviously, season season didn't end as well. Did, were you, did you go to any of those late games, or were you tuning in on that Kansas City game? Yeah. I went, yeah, I went to the last game. Um, you know, it was, obviously, we wanted the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl, but it didn't pan out. But they played so well throughout the year, especially the game before. You know, that that 13 seconds prior to, you know, the winning, I've never seen anything like that in my entire career. But, yeah, I keep up with the Chiefs. That's awesome. What do you think of all these moves around the AFC West in the past this week? It's, it's loaded. Everybody's everybody's joining. Yeah, I mean, what Russell Wilson is doing right now in Denver, is, it's kind of it, it makes it brings competition to the, the, the entire AFC West. And then you're going to see Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson going at it. You know, that's primetime TV uh, twice a, twice a year. Yeah. Maybe in the playoff. Yeah. And I know Chiefs got uh Justin Reed. I heard they're interested in, um, in Jarvis Landry. And then I know the Chargers got uh, a Khalil Mack. So there's a lot, of, a lot of noise around there. And I want to ask you, so um, I, I really, I saw that you, you've kind of always been interested in music and you, and I, I saw you, you, you're pretty good. How come the Chiefs haven't got you to sing the national anthem yet? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, the Chiefs guys. So whenever that comes, I'll do it. But um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> I saw you played. You played drums as a kid. And you kind of always had an interest. Yeah, I played drums as a kid. I played the drum with the hand, though. You know, the bongos. Yeah. Growing up in church, that's what I did in Africa prior to the war because you know the, I used to play in the church that way and sing in a choir um, but throughout my career even at Penn State when uh, Fruity Loops first came out I was always you know making beats you know rhyming it was it was something that I enjoyed doing it kept me happy so it's been part of my life that's so cool have you have you cut any of the new of the Kanye the documentary about is gonna is that bringing it all on Netflix uh, you know, that's an interesting thing going on over there. Um, <clears throat> I just want to see if there's some good music, you know, that's I'm more interested in the, the saga before the music obviously sells the music. We got it. Um, but it, I'm more interested in the music he would make. Um, you know, that's that's what I grew up in Jersey. That's all we did. We learned, you know, listen to verses all day, you know, Dipset, 
uh, Wu-Tang, it's like versus, versus, you know? So it's like to hear any artist, as far as rap goes, it's all about the verse. So we want to see what Kanye is going to be doing. He, he got a great song with Fabio. I don't know I don't if you've heard it. No, no, no. I haven't seen that yet. Because I know, I know he was, him and, him and Pete Davidson are kind of getting into it. I've been seeing that. And I thought he was at the Warriors game last night. But no, but he's he's phenomenal. I don't know if you see, what do you think of the, um, like Don did too? And he just kind of just showed up in Miami and just have his whole concert. It's kind of wild. Well, how can I get in contact with the marketing? <laughs> Apparently he's involved with the with Antonio Brown now. So if you guys have any mutual contacts, I'm sure he can, he can hook you up. Yeah, maybe so. I'll call me. Maybe Mike plug me in. Good <laughs> That's boy. awesome. That's like, so, so, so did you kind of pivot right into music after you retired, kind of full time? I was I was lucky um, because when I chose to get into music, it's a whole different pace. Um, everything takes time and it's a lot of work. Um, there are real artists, there are real musicians, and then there are people who just are not, you know, good at it. Me, I, I enjoy the whole the whole art to it. I picked up piano. I was playing piano 12 hours a day. Um, you know, I, I was lucky to get a, a really dope producer from Africa, like uh, Mastercraft. And he's like a brother now. We work one-on-one. All all my music usually come from his, you know, his production. I, I mean, I, I do features and whatnot, but, you know, it's been a journey because he's he, he's basically taught me, like, you're going to have to own up to what you're doing. It's That's how it goes. You can't just buy your way into the game you got you're gonna have to learn production you're gonna have to learn writing you know you can write raps but you're gonna have to learn songwriting you know so all of those things i've been dabbling in and and it's been fun for me so there's no rush to become some pop star but i enjoy it you know hopefully i can make a living you know doing it in the future not having to be an artist but you have to do the artist side to understand what is what it's going to take if you want to you know continue you go to America's Got Talent, they blow up right then and there. That's the problem. I, I was invited to do it, but I just, really? that's, yeah, I was in Miami. I don't know if it's America Got Talent. It's one of these shows, but they said, we'll bring you on the show. Now we're not going to say you're going to win, but you're going to, you know, kind of rub some elbows with some people. And you, you you get some publicity and it's just, it didn't interest me because it's like, I'm not, I'm not looking for theme. Obviously, if it comes, that's part of the game, but I, I want to work at it and, I want to, you know, I'm on the show improving it. I don't want to just be, oh, this guy left football. Here's here we go again, another another artist, another football yeah. player, or another athlete that swears they, can, you know, I really love it, and I don't want to kind of, you know, jump into it just for the the fame aspect of it. I, I want to work at it and, and continue to grow in it. That's awesome. Now I think they had who was on John Dornbos, the old long step for the Eagles. He was on there a while back, but he was he's doing magic tricks. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he was he was on there, but that's like, so in terms of the kind of like songwriting, that kind of thing, it's just kind of like you just kind of you got to get that bug or like one day you're kind of like, oh, this is a good verse and kind of go from there, kind of start to finish. Or is it kind of a different kind of process? It depends who you're working with. A lot of people work differently. Um, uh, like for Mastercraft, the way he works, he will create all the the, the instrumentals first. Um, he'll take time like two, three days and create, you know, from the market, what we're trying to get in the market, he'll create that sound. And then the, the next couple of days would take time just to write and would spend just all day writing. Um, and he's, he's like a super producer. So whatever you're going to get from him is going to be top notch. Um, but 
yeah, sometimes the words are gonna come, the melodies can come first. Um, sometimes the hook come first, sometimes the verse come first. So it, it it's like it's like cooking, you know, you don't always have to start, you know, boiling the water. You can just <laughs> start cutting things up, you know, and start mixing. But that's you know, that's mute that's music. It's it's not gonna now if you get a groove, if you if you get a groove where oh, I like to make the beats and then I like to put the melody down and then I like to follow the melody. Then you're tapping into, you know, big time song production because that's how they really go about it. It's really about the melody. The words serve the melody. People remember, dun, 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 you know, they remember that more than they remember what's being said. Obviously it shows now how music is so diverse People are, 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 you know, Afrobeat, you don't understand what they're saying, but you enjoy the, the music from what's being compiled together. You kind of enjoy it. So it, that's, yeah. you know, some of these people are selling out concert venues in, in different languages and people have no idea what they're saying. They just like the songs. And they're just sitting there like, what, big, what's the bad bunny? I don't know what he's saying, but he's fantastic. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's, that's, yeah. great. that's what's wild. And then so um, you, so you, have, you have a label. How does that how does that kind of work for you? Yeah, so when I started, I created a label, uh, Relume Records. It was Religion Records, but oh, cool. there's a, there was a there's a Religion record yeah, yeah, yeah. that's in uh, the UK. So I had to switch it up, and uh, I created Relume. Uh, the word Relume means to rekindle, and so I just put an A in it, you know, and put Master of Rekindling. It's like you know the one that shines the brightest. So it's it's a dope thing. I created and you know and sign gilly the kid and right now he has the hottest podcast going um oh. gilly the kid um you know the urban urban guy from philly like a rapper he had you know beef with ween at one time dope artist uh we you know we had a venture for maybe five six years and then he went on his own and i signed another couple couple producers couple artists work you know work with different different people in the industry um there's a girl named the, the Nova Wave right now. They're, okay. They write Rihanna and all of those people. I started with them and then they venture off because obviously they were more musically inclined than I was at the time as far as the business go. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've done with it. And I just chose to push myself. I'm like, well, why spend money on people? If you, you know, if you have the talent, why don't you do it? Just do it. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a dumb question i'm always going to be curious because like when i like when i was like in like in high school every that's kind of big everybody's big time like eminem you got kendrick you got uh drake jay-z kanye now you go on youtube and the number one trending video is a rapper i've never heard of and you go in the next day and i've never heard of it do you think it's people are kind of just blowing up easier now what, what do you think is up with that i i think uh computer language is you know it's <laughs> pretty cool i think if we all went to computer science school uh, we will be achieving what's happening. So, I, you know, it's so saturated and people have created their own fan base somehow. So, so long you have that going for you and then you have some kind of back end, you can blow up overnight. <clears throat> so it doesn't mean that you are renowned. It just means that what you're doing right now is hot. But, you know, you, you, if you're going to name the legends, <clears throat> those guys put in work. Yeah, you can never take that from them. They put in a lot of work. It, it was different. They didn't need YouTube. They didn't need all of that. They had to do it the hard way. No, it's amazing. Yeah, especially some of the guys have been around doing it for like 
15, 20 years. And then anytime they put something out, it's just gold. It's great. And then they don't, they can just kind of do their own thing. And they just, this, their tenure just all along, like you got Kanye and, and Drake and how long they've been, Kendrick, um, like even Chance has kind of been blown up, blown up in the past like seven years. Just how much, like some people you're coming on, you see them kind of, you see them and you never hear from them again. These guys, anytime they come out, everybody's losing their shit. So it's always really interesting to me. I got a couple of questions about your career. If that's cool with you, when I ask you. Yeah. yeah. So um, how'd you end up at uh, Penn State? Uh, I was highly recruited from Teaneck High School uh, in Jersey. Um, I had my top five school was Miami, Maryland, uh, Southern Cal, Penn State and Syracuse. Uh, so, you know, some some good link. Uh, link Kiffin wasn't there. He was my recruiting court, uh, coordinator at the time. But it had some good coaches. Lee Corso was down there in Miami. Oh, wow. Joe yeah, so I came out in the era where, I, you know, I was highly recruited, but, you know, going to play for Joe and then four hours away from where I lived, uh, the campus, the, the, the amount of help you actually get in school. I'm, I'm about eight years out of Africa, so I'm still kind of adapting to the society out here. Um, you know, all of those things were playing for Coach Johnson. Uh, you know, he's put a bunch of pass rushers in the league before me and after me. So all of those things were, was part of my decision why I went to Penn State. Did you, did, I think I get the years mixed up. Did you intertwine with LeVar Arrington? Yeah, yeah. Not while I was in college, but after college, yeah, we had some dialogues. Oh, so, so based on your time playing, what's the loudest stadium in the Big Ten? Yeah, it's our our stadium. It's Penn State. <laughs> this, uh, the next one that come close could be it could be Michigan or Ohio State. Those two, but our stadium is 110, 110th, and our seats are bigger. You know, Michigan they got small seats. <laughs> I saw I saw you studied broadcast journalism. I did. That's awesome. Uh, did they have a good program? I went to Towson, not not nearly as big as Penn State, but a couple hours away. But Oops. is that something you're interested in, kind of early on? Um, broadcast, um, you know, again, eight years in the, eight, eight years in the country, nine years in the country, you don't really know what you're doing. So I had advisors, you know, I had taken, um, ISD information science and technology. My dad's a, a professor in science oh, cool. and physics. So I, I like science, but then technology, I also like technology, but I didn't know much about it. People getting into those things are probably savvy in high school before they get there. You know, I was, I wasn't, I liked it. I tried it. I tried history, tried English. And uh, my Todd Coca, the athletic, um, uh, not director, but he was our advisor, athletic advisor, just for the football. Um, he, he basically said, Tom, you'd probably be good at um, broadcast journalism. And, and the teacher thought I was good at speech. You know, I wasn't good at speech calm, but I was, you know, she thought she thought I took classes to speak. I said, no, this, this is what I, I picked up when I came to the States. You know, I was I had a heavy accent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it just something I enjoyed it because it actually everything we did in broadcast journalism is what I do with music. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, another, another Penn State question. What do you think of Micah Parsons rookie year? Is he they move him all over the place now? And he was just kind of a dead set linebacker in Happy Valley. Yeah, different breed, you know. The guy is, is a freak of nature. So he can rush the passer. He's fast. You know, he can drop in coverage. 
So, you know, you're going to you're looking at something special for a long time in the league. Uh, so long he keeps it up and, you know, keep his mind focused on the, on the on the game and continue to become a student for sure. You know, I've, I've the, the closest you can compare him is LeVar. I haven't been around uh, uh, Parson, but LeVar is tall. LeVar is a big man. So I don't know how tall he is, but LeVar is way taller than me. So he's, a, you know, he's a big man and he can run. LeVar was a safety, I, I remember. Yeah. Came to Penn State. So yeah, Parson, I, everything is looking on the up and up for him. Are you are you kind of zoned in with the team now? I know they had a couple guys, I think, potentially going the first round. They got a safety, brisker, and then dots and the receiver pretty good. You going to keep up with them at all? Yeah, I don't talk to the players. I, once in a while, I'll go back to the school. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to the D-line. You know, that's where it's at. It's it's just – it hasn't been the relationship I had when Coach Johnson was there and Paterno was there. So, with all the changes, uh, Coach Franklin is just now starting to say, you know, you guys, the alumni, you guys should try to make a comeback, you know, come back and be around. We are, we're welcoming it. It's for a while. You guys been away. But you said Dotson. Yes. Yes, he is nice. You know, like he's going to be very special in the league for sure. Um, yeah. Even uh, Jesse, you got Jesse. You got the other, the kid that transferred for Temple, I think, uh, number 17. Is it? Yeah. I think so. Not sure. Yeah. Pass rusher. He did. He was. He was on the right side most of the time. You know, our guys are always. You're gonna always have top players coming out of Penn State. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, this tradition. Yeah, and we're, since we're a month away from the draft, so you you went first round. Did you? Then they they had the combine. Then where you're like, I only need to do this, but did you go anyway? I went to the combines to do the interview. Um, I did the interview. I did all the sideback tests, all the little things that they needed. I didn't do any other running and and. Jump, you know, jumping and, and lifting is too much. You know, it's just too much going on at that time. I, I feel like you have to be a freak of a nature to do those things. Or you have to, having played ball well throughout the season, you know, you don't have to. I didn't. But the coaches came. Yeah. But the coaches the coaches had come um, to my pro day. So that's where they saw me do all of those things. And, I, and it gave me a couple more days because when you get there, they feed you cookies. They give you soda. I mean, they just knock you down. So, you, and so my guys, uh, my agents, they're very smart. They basically say, hey, man, you don't got to do none of these things. Just do the interview. That's the most important part. They need to see if that if they can talk to you and, and, and be able to relate to you. And that's what's important. What do you think of some of these guys now? Like the, the kid from Georgia who's 330 and you ran a sub five, a sub 540. They're freaks. I don't know what they're putting in food out here, but I'll tell you that every generation just seems to be getting taller, faster, stronger. You know, I, I wasn't that strong, you know, coming out of uh, college. I, I was only able to bench 18 or 19 times, 225. These guys, all of them is at least 25 and up, most of them. And it's like, you know, it's unheard of. But again, I mean... Who knows, man? Just got to say that they're breeding it, breeding them out. <laughs> it's in the water. Yeah. And I want to ask you, so, so in between your time with the Chiefs, um, what was the kind of vibe difference? That, that, how, how did it kind of change when Andy Reid kind of got there? Uh, Andy is, is a whole different way of – the way he approached the game is way different than a lot of coaches. 
It's not a lot of screaming and hooting and hollering. We do we do that as players. He allowed us to lead. He allowed our personality to flare. But he just changed the, the culture, the entire culture, the way things should be ran. Obviously, he wasn't in a rush to get rid of players. Slowly, he did it, and he won with those players. But he was—he just changed the culture because we had a—we had a mentality. He wasn't the best team in the league, and every time we start to lose to a team, they knew how to just jump on us and beat us and finish us off. You know, we had great, great players at one point, uh, but we didn't play up to par. And coaches, coaches make a difference. So coach came in, and uh, he just changed the way we work. We always had leaders among every group. We always had a little group. We had leaders that would even come together out of those groups to figure out what, you know, what it is that we need. Um, So coach is different. His approach game day is so quiet, so calm. doesn't matter what goes on. It's like, you know, he just goes about his work and he gets it done. And I mean, I was happy to be part of a winning organization in later part of my career just because of Andy. It's a great feeling when you're winning. How, how cool is it to just play for one franchise? Because the guys now, like, it's the middle of free agency. The guy signed yesterday with Baltimore, changed his mind today, he's going somewhere else. You just spent the whole time there. You didn't even have to worry about that. Um, it says a lot about the organization. Um, the Chiefs organization is a family-ran uh, organization. Clark Hunt, uh, Daniel, Lamar Jr., Sharon. They are all very hands-on with the players and, and – uh, uh, the, the whole thing. Um, they always send out letters. Uh, Clark, I always have his number. I can call him directly and talk with him. So he knows everyone's name. Um, his father obviously created the AFC West. So it's a lot. It's, it's, I don't know how other organizations are because I didn't get a chance to be there. But most guys that came to Kansas, most of them said it's different there. It was different with the Chiefs, the way they went about their their business. And for me, I was I was fortunate because I was favored through even during the bad and good times. I was favored to be there, you know. And that says a lot about their organization and, and who's running it. Were you there when they drafted Mahomes, or was that after you you had left? I spent a year with Mahomes, and uh, I think the following year, I was out. Because the year he, he sat behind Alex Smith, he played one game. I played one game with him in Denver when he that was his first game. Uh, but then the following year, I was out. <laughs> was that was that the year you guys started off five and out? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty. Because you guys were you guys were rolling. Alex Smith was getting a lot of MVP, MVP talk. Was that was that the year? Maybe because twenty seventeen. Remember- play for the first six games they had me on pup okay so that you know they they needed to play d ford obviously i was just a problem you know you drafted a great pass rusher and i just wasn't gonna let him just take the position and but i got on pup for running my mouth because i'm angry the year prior because we lost the the steelers um and i only played six plays and i wasn't happy about it and uh, when i went on twitter you know Coach wasn't too pleased about it, so they put me on PUP for half of the year. I remember, I think, I think it was that year. As I remember Washington, I'm pretty sure you guys played in the Monday night game, and Doxon dropped the game-winning touchdown. You guys won the game. I don't know if it was that year. No, I don't, I don't know. know. 
I don't know. I don't know. I just remember that. that. No, that's a lot. And I want to ask you, how cool is it to kind of uh, one day and kind of retire with the team? That was cool. Obviously, um, I was a couple years out of the league and I had thought about coming back in, but it it was cool. I mean, they brought me in and I went, you know, I didn't do it like the other guys who go on the field, take their last snaps and all of that, but it was cool. My family got to be a part of it. You know, my kids got to see, you know, where I worked for over 12 years. So it was a cool, it was a cool experience. What do you, what do you think of their pass rushers now? You got uh, Chris Jones and then Frank Clark. Those are, those are beasts in the league, right? Those are vets. Um, they're only going to get better. Um, it's just, you know, I, it's not much to say about them. I know those guys. I know how they played. And at the end of the day, people will appreciate how much work they put in before these games, you know, so you, you sometimes grade them on numbers and it goes beyond numbers when it comes to those guys. Chris Jones is in a whole different league of his own. If he, if he, he doesn't even play the whole game. So imagine if he got in shape to play the entire game, you know, it would be a whole, you know, a whole different, but the league has changed. So what he's doing, I enjoy it. He gets in there and he want, when he gets mad, we know he's going to make a play. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure Honey Badger, I think they, they, they signed um, Justin Reed from, from Houston and Honey Badger's moving on. Pretty sure he was kind of like one of those vocal leaders of that defense. Who do you think is going to take that mantle if, if Matthew's gone? I don't know. Um, uh, are we still going to – I hope we still have Sorensen. Sorensen been there for a while. He's free agent too. He, he's, he's, he's like the, the, the prime time. Anytime they're on national TV, he balls out. I don't know if that's just him thing. his thing. Yeah, Sorensen excelled in the defense that was before. I think they run a four. Th- I think they run a four three now. Um, so he did well in the other scheme. So I don't know what scheme they're running, but it takes it takes a little bit to adjust to it. And you know, but Sorensen is a baller. I mean, put him in the back there, play, let him play safety. <laughs> he, he could. He's he's not as vocal, but I'm sure he he's in a stage where he has to be. He can be. Yeah, and they got the kid from um, Mizzou, Bolton. He, he's making plays all year. I know he had that one big play against um, was it against Denver? And it was week yeah. seventeen. Picked up the ball and ran it in. Yeah, but you get you remember who hit him though? It's one of our pass rusher boys. Oh, Ingram. oh okay. Ingram hit hit him so hard. He they didn't bring. Him. He's still free too. They could bring him back too. He was amazing because he, he was on the Steelers a little bit, and they let him go, and then he comes to the Chiefs and he's balling out. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. So um, I actually, one last question. I actually saw you you uh, uploaded a new song today on YouTube. Can you kind of hype that up a little bit and I'll direct, redirect people over there and just kind of so they can check out your stuff? Uh, last year, I released an uh, EP. It's uh, Love and Lights. Beautiful music. Uh, your kids, you can sit down and they would love it. Um, I just, I'm just releasing one of the singles off of Love and Lights. A lot of people love this song. It's called King Get Enough. So, yeah, we shot a video not like three, four weeks ago, and now we're releasing it. It's out today on Tomba Tunes on YouTube. Go check it out. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. Well, appreciate the time. Um, how can people follow you on Twitter, kind of keep up with you, and just obviously Tomba Tunes on YouTube? Um, Twitter, Tomba Holly 91. Um, Facebook is the same, Tomba Holly 91. Uh, Instagram, Tomba Tunes with a Z on Instagram. Um, I believe I'm, I might just be Tamba Holly on Snapchat. So it's, you know, just Tamba, mostly, mostly Tamba Holly. I'm not tricking you. <laughs>
<laughs> awesome, man. Awesome, man. Well, do appreciate the time. Can't wait to kind of keep up with your music, kind of check that out and see it kind of as it grows. But do, but do really appreciate the time. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me.